So let's uh let's talk about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy. Let's talk about a little hypocrisy. The thing about hypocrisy is that it's <laughs> I don't understand how the people who are doing it don't either don't realize it or don't acknowledge it and pretend like none of us see it either. Like right. are, are they pretending like we don't see it and just hoping that we're not or or is it white power? talking about now is let's talk about kids let's talk about protection for kids young people the innocent okay right now in this country we got kids in cages at our southern border kids Kids. real life living breathing human being children Mm -hmm. separated from their parents um they are quite possibly probably being the victims of all sorts of abuse and assault in cages unprotected at the borders we got kids who can't afford school lunches, who right. have to do the walk of shame and return their food because they can't afford to pay for a hot lunch. That's some ignorant. We Shit. got yeah. families living in poverty. We got people trying to deny access to health care, yeah. trying to make it difficult for people to get health care. Yep. Um, the cost of insulin, I don't know if you heard about this, like in the last 10 years or something, the cost of insulin has like gone up 500%. Um, yeah. So th- these are the things that are happening to families, to poor, to kids. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> these people who are denying access and treating people these ways are fighting. Right. Fighting for the lives of a clump of cells. Yes. For the lives of a clump of cells. I think you said it right. I think the problem is that people don't want to admit these aren't babies yet. No, it's a clump of cells. It's like fighting over an egg. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like fighting right. over an egg. Yeah. You're eating a baby chicken. No, I'm eating an egg. It's not a baby chicken yet. It's an the egg. That, it's what becomes that, a baby chicken. The thing that kills me, though, is that the argument that they're making is like sanctity of life. Okay. You know, we have to protect life. We have to preserve life. But like I said, all the examples that I just gave. These are the same people who are making this argument who are perpetrating these other things against living, breathing human beings already walking this earth. So I, the hypocrisy what is, is what kills me. Hmm? What is veal? Veal, that's like lamb, like ground up baby lamb. Ground up what? It's, it's, ba- it's baby lamb, ground up baby. Oh, what kind of lamb? Wait, ba- isn't it baby lamb? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> You're eating, uh-huh. my whole point is that you eat yeah. eggs, which are pretty much chicken embryos or something like that, right? There's chicken lays the eggs. It's chicken. It's, it's unfertilized. Eggs. They're unfertilized. For, I mean, they could be if you had like a farm fertilized. But for the most part, Ville, the eggs you get are Ville is a baby lamb. Yeah. You don't care that it's a baby. You want some veal. <laughs> it's tender. It tastes delicious. You want it a little bit rare. You want a little bit of blood trickling out of uh, it when you eat it. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting raw with it. Gross, man. It's gross. The thing that you're seeing about this isn't, you know, why you can't, you know, why the people who are hypocrites can't see their hypocrisy? Um, the last poets were right when they said that certain people got a God complex. 
Yes. And mm-hmm. when you got a God complex, they're not worried about where these babies going or whatever. They think that it's, it's their God-given right to tell women. Mm-hmm. What they, I'm talking about women of all races, white, right. black, Asian. They think it's their God-given right to tell them what they can do with their body. They don't care what happens to the kid once it's here. Oh, yeah. They mm-hmm. just want to be able to tell somebody what they can do with their body. Right. Well, the thing that kills me, though, is that you have the religious people preaching this, but I guarantee you, especially these affluent religious folks, the megachurch owners and that sort of thing, trust me, they will still have access to abortions. Of course. The rich and the powerful will always have access to abortion. When their mistresses get pregnant, they will have access to abortion. Yeah. When their daughters, teenage daughters get pregnant... They will have access to abortion. Especially by a black it's, guy or Spanish guy. Especially Ugh. by somebody brown. They will have access to abortion. This only really applies to poor people and people without resources. And what kills me is that these poor religious people basically are pawns for the rich. Like, yeah. they are basically, you know, carrying the flag for these rich people who don't really care about the sanctity of life. It's all about, one, like you said, controlling women. But... There's also an element of poverty in here. It's like if you deny people access to family planning, the full spectrum of family planning, you keep people in in, in poverty. Because one of the things that often will keep people in cycles of poverty is that you have children that you can't afford to take care of. And let me tell you, as someone with two children, it is not cheap to get childcare, to balance work and to balance that childcare, to pay for health coverage or things that aren't covered by your healthcare, food, clothing. My son like goes through shoes every three months. I mean, it's yeah. not it's not cheap. So there is also an element of poverty well, in here. And I'm, I'm going to just say it too, uh, and I, I hate to sound mean here. No, I don't mm-hmm. hate to sound mean. I'm going to just say what I think. <laughs> just say it. Just go ahead and say it. Some people are dumb. Well, I yeah. had a lady come on a, a radio show recently, and she was like, I mean, they were like, even in the case of rape, you think the woman should still have the baby? And she said, well, I mean, like, if you don't want the baby, the baby's a gift. Just like, you know, just put in adoption. Somebody will take it. Like, you're, that's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard Somebody in my life. Somebody will take it. Like, people well, just, thing, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's just a whole plethora. Like, there aren't kids in, in, in uh, foster homes, right. you know what I mean, who don't have a home to go to, you know? Yes. Because... Uh, I mean, there's 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 not people just sitting there. There are people waiting to try to have an, uh, right. get an adopted baby, but there are still many kids who have no homes to go to. Exactly. And this is the sad, sad truth. The fact of the matter is, depending on the ethnicity and the gender of the baby, they might be more or less desirable. Yeah. I think little white girls are the most desirable. Little black boys are the least. So there is that as well, which is sad to even think about, but... That is the sad truth. And then the other thing is when people say that what infuriates me about that, like I think about myself as a grown adult woman with a career. I go to work every day. I see people. I see my friends, my colleagues, organizations I would uh, work with. To have to go through, um, God forbid, if I had been raped and was carrying the child of a rapist, to basically have to relive that moment and tell people over and over again, like even if I'm going to put the baby up for adoption, everyone is like asking about the baby. When's it going to be born? Is it going to be a boy or a girl? Do you have names picked out? And in your mind, you're like, yeah, this was the result of a rape and I'm going to give this baby up. Like, I don't think people even pay attention or even think about the emotional toll that would take on someone to have to like go through the process of growing this child inside of you and then having to like confront the fact that you were raped 
um, by everyone who approaches you about this baby. Right. Is that and that, and that's and that's one of the extreme cases. But you know what? We could even go with the non-extreme cases. Mm-hmm. There are so many girls, 14, 15 years old. Yeah, they shouldn't have been having sex. So what? You know what? They ended up having sex. They ended up getting pregnant. If they're not ready to have a kid, they shouldn't have a kid. Right. Yeah, I know everyone always wants to go to the incest and the rape and the, you know, the health of the mother, which, you know, yeah, true. But at the end of the day, get your hands off my uterus. Like, hands off my uterus. I get to decide what is best for my life. Yeah, I mean, nobody else out there, aside from women... Need to decide, and it's individual. It's an indiv- It's each individual. It's individual, right? Each individual should be able to decide what they do with their body. I mean, look, until that baby is born, it don't exist. I don't. I don't. Right. I'm gonna <laughs> celebrate the time, the the day you got pregnant. Right. I celebrate the day you had a right. baby. You know, the day you were born. Like, I, I ain't trying to hear all that stuff. You know what I mean? And I. I, but, uh, I, I mean, just to take it back, I think the most frustrating thing, though is the hypocrisy involved. It's like, as, as soon as that baby comes out, let the mom say, I can't afford formula. And then these same people who were talking about sanctity of life, sanctity of life. That's the funny part. Will let that baby lay in the street and starve. And die. Before, yeah. And die. Before they, yeah. And then you see mm-hmm. people on there, I don't want to hear about their babies being in cages. I don't feel sorry for them. They shouldn't have crossed the border anyway. So you don't care what happens to the person. You really don't care. Yeah. When they're right. here. You just right. want them to be born. Right. And Shut. again, I think that has, <laughs> has nothing to do with life. I think the poor are just um, basically playing the bidding game of the rich and the powerful. Yeah. And um, yeah, has nothing to do with life. It's all about control. It's all about control. People are strange. People are weird. People are crazy. And, um, you know, the sad thing is, is that you got people on both sides. I always tell people this, man, a lot of black Democrats. Oh, I'm talking oh, yeah. the old school, the church ones. The right. black Democrats. They're very conservative in certain they ways. They are conservative. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they are totally against abortion as well. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, so you got a lot of um, idiots. So when I say idiots, I don't mean just, <laughs> I don't mean just, I'm not talking uh-huh. to, you, to just white people. Who right. are like enforcing these laws? I'm talking yeah. to the black people who follow it too. I mean, it's it's, right. it's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's silly. If a person has a baby and they're not uh, financially equipped, they're not physically ready to take care of that responsibility, and they want to abort it, you know, it's a tough decision. It's not easy. You know what I mean? Nobody's saying it's like, okay, well, I got that done. It's whatever. But stop right. trying to control what. Stop, stop trying to control. Every aspect of every person's life. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Just like and you don't le- want people controlling yeah. yours. Yeah. Exactly. There is nothing about men that we legislate. No. I mean, we don't legislate anything about men, but everything about women has to be legislated. Yeah. It's like, stop, let women decide what is best for women. I'm with As you. As an individual. I'm with you. I will let you know what is best for me. Get your hands out my uterus. Get your hands out her uterus. And let me get some of that veal because it does look good, <laughs> delicious, oh. and tasty. I Parmesan. will have my earth-grown proteins. I'll have my medley of beans and lentils, and it'll be delicious. Extra hot sauce. <laughs> With some fava beans. Just give me the fava beans. dug my frown and my boyfriend said that fly kid who I love Well our love was often a verb And spontaneity has brought a third But due to our youth and economic state We 
wish to terminate. About this we don't feel great, but baby that's how it is. But the feds have dissed me, they ignored and dismissed me. The pro-lifers harassed me outside the clinic and called me a murderer. Now that's hate. So needless to say, we're in a mental state of debate. Hey, beautiful bird, I said. So speaking of the cost of raising kids. Cost of raising kids. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we have some generous billionaires out there putting some kids through college. Where the hell were these assholes when I graduated <laughs> from college, from grad oh, school? So uh, everybody has probably heard about uh, one generous billionaire by the name of Robert Smith, who was yes. the keynote speaker at Morehouse College this past a uh, couple weeks ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And um have a special pro- place in my heart for Morehouse because it's the brother school to my illustrious institution, Spelman College. Yes. Um, and so at graduation, he was the keynote speaker. And um, as part of his um, remarks, he said he would be paying off the student loans for the class of 2019 because that was his class. The whole and class. Th- the whole class. All 400 men who graduated from Morehouse College in the year of our Lord, 2019. <laughs> I'm shaking my head, not in disgust for what he's doing, but in total right. jealousy. Right, exactly. There's a lot of envy out there, like happiness, but also envy. Like, man, oh man. So Yeah, because I still question when that money comes out of my check every, every once a month. Right. I'm like, was well, this really worth it? I mean, I think a lot of people ask that question, especially depending on what you're doing right now, like depending on what your career is and what your salary is. Like you have to ask yourself, you know, is the juice juice worth the squeeze? And I think traditionally we've always been like, you know, you got to go to college, you got to get that degree. But there seems to be like a disconnect right now with like the cost of living and salaries that you get out of college. Well, we got to be careful here. We uh-huh. got to be careful. Because I hear a lot of people, especially people who have made it big. Yeah. Who are like, ah, oh, you don't need school. I did it like this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you're one and yeah. a billion. You're the exception. You're you not are the, the exception. You're the exception. Yes. And they don't get it. And I'm talking about right. Hollywood movie stars. I'm talking about musicians, you know, yeah. uh, producers, people who have just made it big in the industry. Some people who started a business and they got lucky and, you know, right. it blew up. So I'm always careful of saying you have to go to school. I'm going to say this. Is it always worth it? I don't know. But I do know this. Without it, I know people who have not completed the grade. Mm -hmm. And life is even tougher. Yeah. No, I mean, if you're not going to have a degree, you you have to have either a trade. Yeah. So I think, I mean, you can be equally successful, I think, going to community college and getting, you know, a license in some sort of trade. Um, so that is a, a viable and a respectable and a good option for many people and a lot less expensive. Um, or you have got to have a serious hustle mentality. Like you've got to be sharp. You've got to have some good ideas and you've got to know how to hustle. Right. So it's got to be like one or the other, or you're going to be limping through life. And that's the thing. There's no easy way out here. Yeah. Don't think that you're okay. I ain't going to go to college. I'm just going, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a build this. Figure it out. I'm a, I got this idea <laughs> I want to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm a wing it. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna get this together. Yeah. Because there's a lot of I, I see it uh, I, as people that I admire who are talented or doing different things, and I see them all the time. Like, man, you don't need college. You, you know, I, ain't, I never went to college. I'm like, bro. Right. Like, first of all, your story's not over. Because it could yeah. be a college graduate who's like, I'm gonna get that money from that dude who's an accountant. Uh-huh. 
or something right, like that right, right, right. who's going yeah. to manipulate your money. So there's still a portion. I think the thing is, is that the question is, is college just way overpriced? I mean, yes, I think it is. Like when I heard a couple of these young men who had just graduated were talking about the debt they come out of school with, um, some were between eighty and $100,000 in debt just coming out of undergrad. That's crazy. Just coming out of undergrad. Like, that's, I mean, that's almost a house, you know? That makes me feel <laughs> I don't good. understand how you come out of school with that much debt. And then you have to ask the question. Now, let me just say, I don't judge people mm-hmm. for the schools they choose to go to. I know that for a lot of these men, Morehouse is probably their dream school. I went to my dream school. Spelman was my dream school. It was way cheaper Okay. back when I went to Spelman in the last century. And um, <laughs> it was way cheaper last than century. it is now. Damn, it was in, Damn Harriet Tubman. <laughs> it was in the last century when I went to Spelman. So it was a lot cheaper. But it was my dream school. It was my first choice in my mind. Nani went to Spelman on the Freedom go. Train. <laughs> she was on the Freedom Train to Spelman. <laughs> Anyway, so I know that for a lot of people, you know, whether it be Morehouse or Spelman or Howard or, and I'm only naming HBCUs because I I love HBCUs, Um, they're their dream schools. And so I can't fault you for going there, but I have to ask the question to black families in particular, when you send your child off to school and you crunch the numbers on the back of the envelope and say, okay, you're going to be $100,000 in debt at the end of this. Is that a wise investment, or do you all need to look for other options? Master might have said no. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to go to school on that. Freedom training ain't nobody going to stop me from getting my education. Y'all need to go all the way back. Last century, back in my day, baby, we had to walk the Spelman from Virginia all the way to Atlanta. We walked the Spelman. <laughs> <laughs> Uphill, both ways, in the snow. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Shoes, shoes. They didn't give black folks shoes back then. Have you ever seen the cones that's on my feet? That's from the Freedom Train. She said the last century. Damn. It, it, it was a long time ago. It, it was a lot. It was expensive then, but it was a lot more affordable then right. than it is now. All right, let so me stop being a jerk. That's the point of bacon. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's the point of bacon. So you have to ask yourself: Is it worth it to go to this school and come out a hundred thousand dollars in debt? See, that's the question. Now, it's also, I think what people need to start doing, I'm not saying college is not worth it. You got to strategize, though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if you're poor, and I'm, I'm speaking from my own experience, right? I went to George Mason. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to HBCU. Mm-hmm. I probably should mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> before all we, colleges matter. Oh, <laughs> 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 that, that gets a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to an HBCU because I grew up mm-hmm. in a very diverse community and I wanted to be around a diverse amount of people. Then I realized everybody was racist and I said, damn, I should have went to a black <laughs> university. And let me just sidestep and just say, people assume because you're at an HBCU that it's not diverse, which is a horrible misconception. There is such a diverse range of people at HBCUs. Yeah. Our skin might be brown, every shade of brown, but we come from different backgrounds, with different religions, different socioeconomics, different opinions. It is very diverse. It just so happens that the one thing that we generally do not have to worry about is the color of our skin. And that right there makes a huge difference. I'm not going to go too deep into that because I don't want to get off the point. But that makes a huge difference 
It does. Being a black guy who went to a college that was supposed to, in a very diverse area with many different races, many mm-hmm. different races still look at itself as like, oh yeah, we're part of this race and you're black and <laughs> we're not going to really hang out with you like that because we don't know what uh-huh. you're really about. Um, so <laughs> what I'm saying though is this college if college is worth it I did two years community college because right. it was cheaper yeah and yep. I get my grades up I did two years yeah. community then I did uh, regular college when I went and got my masters I wasn't I, 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 I let them know I need a scholarship I went to GW right. and I was like I need a scholarship if you want me to go right. here I can't afford this and they got me the scholarship yeah. So again, I still came out with some debt, but like now I'm twenty thousand in debt from college. not now, but that's what I came out with. Where right. other, whereas other people were coming out with sixty, eighty, and I'm just like a hundred. Yes. Was it worth going here? <laughs> you know and that's I mean? the thing, and that's what I, I mean. It's a question you have to ask, and I think we, in particular, in the black community, because we tend to be have less money um, to put towards college than our white counterparts is that we have to think about that when we're going. Like, how can we strategize so that we aren't sending our kids into the world already $100,000 behind? Because it significantly affects, one, the jobs you choose. Like, we're always talking about we need more black male teachers, which I 100% agree with. However, however, Mm -hmm. if you're coming out of school with $100,000 in debt, and then you're going into a field where the starting salary is $40,000 to $45,000 a year, you're going to discourage a lot of young black men from going into teaching. You are. So it's like you really have to balance, you know, what what is going to be the cost of coming out with that much debt. The other thing is that you miss out on the opportunity to, like, invest as a young person, like invest in your first home, to, you know, invest in businesses, to invest in yourself. When you have that much debt, it's like you are now chasing the dollar. That's what you have to do in order to pay back this money. I feel like as a community, like once upon a time, say, you know, 100 years ago or so, we were like, we have got to catch up, you know, education wise in order to like get ahead in this country. And I agree with that. I still think we, we do. Yeah, we do. And I think we did that. You know, we figured out, we gamed the system. You know, they didn't let us into white schools. We started our own schools. And then we slowly integrated, you know, into predominantly white institutions. And we started getting education and degrees and, like, moving on up. But I feel like now to push us back down a little bit, they've made the cost of college, like, so exorbitant that you still come out at a disadvantage. Like, you have a degree, but you're still five steps behind. Because now you're hundred thousand dollars in debt. Totally, and you starting, know, starting yet yeah, with that kind of debt. Yeah. And I mean, again, speaking from personal experience, and the reason why I do so many other things, I love working in education. Right. Teaching is not worth it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not. Right. I love the kids. Yeah. I right. take care of the kids. I treat them like my own. But in terms of making a living, it's not right. worth it. I know yeah. people who have been in prison. Who have come out and make more money than I do. Yeah. You know, as a teacher. So it's one of those things that, and I'm not saying that to be like, don't be a teacher. I'm saying that to say they need to do something about the education system right. and paying teachers more. Teachers get the flack from the parents, they get the flack from the system, they get the, mm-hmm. they, it's constant testing. You're always right. under the microscope. The kid is always right, no matter how bad they are. Right. You know what I mean? And you get paid nothing on top of Or, your loan should be forgiven. Well, I feel like if you teach, say five years you teach, 
every year, 20% of all your student loans should be forgiven. So even if you decide you want to do something else after those five years, if you dedicate five years yeah. to being a school teacher, I think all of your student loan debt should be forgiven. 20% a year, five years, debt forgiven. I agree. Of That's course I agree. That's, <laughs> That's my proposal. I don't want to pay for this stuff. <laughs> what the and heck? you're doing a service. You're doing a service that not a lot of people want to do and not a lot of people can do. Because I'm going to tell you, like even with all my degrees and stuff, if you put me in a classroom full of kids, I would probably opt for the job stocking shelves in a warehouse. <laughs> I would be Until... down the street at Home Depot in the back stocking yes, shelves. I'd be it, like, I, I, I can't do it. It's not for everybody. I can't do it. Yeah, it's, it's not, not for everybody. everyone. Everyone can't do it. And you so. got you to gotta have a lot of patience. And I do. Yep. You do. And you're good with kids. Like, you got the right personality. Right. You're funny, but you also, like, demand, like, respect from them. And stuff I am like the that. guy so yeah. Bill Cosby pretended to be. <laughs> <laughs> you're Dr. Huxtable. I'm Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> you're Dr. Huxtable. <laughs> but I'm not a doctor. I'm not a gynecologist. He was a gynecologist. Uh, okay, just, anyway. Yeah, he, he was a, oh, an OBGYN. Yes. yes. Yeah. I like to touch Okay, why? <laughs> Waiter <laughs> So hush not child And don't cry Your folks might understand you So keep on pushing Summer, summer, summertime <laughs> Summertime Oh man It is summertime It is 96 degrees today and Yanni, it is time We have had Many dinners. Yes. I've been working on my summer body and it's only three quarters of the way there. Still a little lumpy. <laughs> a little lumpy. Not muscle lumpy. Just like but, chubby but lumpy. But you, you almost hit iceberg letter, Jace. I'm, 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 I'm almost iceberg there. I do, mm-hmm. I'm do. i doing 130 push-ups okay. tonight. Okay. I do about you know zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. My belly touches the ground every time I go in for a full push-up. It's not sexy. <laughs> but you Don't think there. you're going... Go online and find Jason. Be like, oh man, he's sexy now. You getting you know? there? You getting there? You working on it? I'm getting yeah. there. Yeah, I'm, I'm still a little stressed from these damn loans. I know. Well, maybe Robert Smith and will abortions. be generous. And <laughs> loans and abortions. <laughs> <laughs> Just the cost of life. The cost of life and the cost yeah, of life. the cost of life. And yeah. those who are trying to control it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. stressful. But you know, what can we do? We're gonna um, we're gonna think about it. This, we're this gonna summer. think about it over the summer. We're gonna fight no, the no, power no. this summer. Oh hell yeah, we're gonna fight, gonna the, fight power, the power. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. the public enemy in the heat. Right. Chuck D was wearing a like a, a suede jacket in that video. It was the middle of summertime. And black, just absorbing the black. heat. Black, black absorbing the heat. Yeah, S1Ws, oh, always S1Ws, like S1Ws, they always had on like full, always. yeah, full military gear, like hats, long sleeves. Boots. What the what the hell did them niggas do, <laughs> man? They, they would just be up there marching for no goddamn marching. reason. Like, they were ready. <laughs> but for what? Just being, what I mean, for the revolution. If something popped off, what the fuck would the F- S? Well, I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> what were the S1W's going to do? March into battle. March, okay. 
I mean, look, I was a huge public enemy right. fan. Right. I love the I SWWs. Can... It was just, it was the optics of it that, like, they were always ready. But then they had the black clown flavor flavor, like because you need to balance it. You, a... you can be like super serious, and then you gotta like balance it with like a little lighthearted humor. You need a spoonful of sugar for the medicine uh, to go the, down. The older I get, the more I question that <laughs> that whole mixture. I'm just like, I don't know. I love that group. I love them to this day. I had yeah. no idea what the hell was going on with them. I don't know, I, but you know what? I appreciated them. Now we're completely derailed. But I appreciate well, yeah. I appreciated them because it was kind of like everybody has a seat at the table. The S1W, Chuck D, Flavor Flav, we all have a seat at the table because we all have something to contribute. That is true. And Chuck D is the man. He is the man. Chuck D is, is the man. And you know what I loved about Chuck D? I'm going to say, and this is way after Public Enemy was even like a major thing anymore. Right. Even when Flavor Flav went off and did his kind of coony kind of stuff right. he did. Chuck D never threw his brother under no, the bus. No, he didn't. He he stayed by him right. regardless. You know, like he never threw him under the bus. And that's a testament to how we got to all treat each other right. at the end of the day. Yeah. We are black. I don't care if you were a white woman, Asian woman, Chinese woman, black woman. At the end of the day, remember, we got to take care of each other. Yeah. Because there's not a because whole not lot of people of out there looking out for us. <laughs> no. It, it, yeah. They aren't. They aren't. No. They aren't. At the end I'm of not, the day, I, yeah. You know. I know some celebrities <laughs> like to adopt African babies like their pets <laughs> from, the, <laughs> from the kennel. Oh, but, I, but I'm just saying, we are going to take care of each other. Yes. We, 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 we're mm-hmm. going to make sure, you know, we're going to make sure you see a brother out there that's struggling or homeless or whatever. Even if he acting crazy and he wants money, just throw him a dollar. Yeah. Give it to him. That's your brother. Yeah. Whether you like it or not. Exactly. We sink or swim together. Yes. Yeah. Not to get all deep and stuff, but it is summertime. We're only gone for about two months here. Yes. We're taking off for the summer. Um, We're going to do some other projects. Got some other things we're working on. And we're going to get ready for uh, season two. We're going to mix it up a little bit, but we will still be um, yeah. at the dinner table. So We'll bring some other guests to the dinner table yeah, now. We're gonna, uh, people have yeah. been asking to come sit at the table. And so um, we're pulling up chairs. How about this? If you got a story to tell, yes, contact us. We're on Twitter. Yep. Impolite Dinner Conversations. We're on Facebook. Yep. Same thing. Impolite Dinner Conversations. Contact us. If you're a business owner, entrepreneur, if you're a minority entrepreneur, or somebody who wants to work in a community, or if you're somebody who wants to write a book and wants to tell their story or talk about your experience with anything, you know, yep. Come to the dinner table. Let's talk come about it. Come to the table. It. And um, if you're yeah. a restaurant owner and you want us to yeah. come and have dinner at your restaurant. Let us know. We'll come. We'll come. We'll come. Yeah. We'll talk about we'll it. We'll talk about it. The meal will be paid for by you. <laughs> but we do leave good tips. <laughs> we leave good tips. So, yeah. Just know that. But you're treating. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it. Pull, pull up a tape. Pull up to the table. Pull up to the table. Well. It's been real, sister. It's been real. It's been fun. Twenty. It's been a lot of fun. One dinners um, over the last couple months. It's been great. So thank you, I think everyone, we did a good job. for coming yeah. along for the ride. And um, we hope to hear from you over the summer. And we'll we'll do it again in a couple months. Yep. Here it is, a groove slightly transformed Just a bit of a break from the norm Just a little something to break the monotony Of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? 
give me a soft, subtle mix And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it And think of the summers of the past Adjust the bass and let the alpine blast Pop in my CD and let me run around And put your car on cruise and lay back Cause it's the summertime